I am a brain in a jar, untethered from time and space, here to bring you grim tales of the future. Enjoy. Tam Tully, the diabolical genius behind grape and garlic gobstoppers, is back with another confectionery abomination. They said her chocolate bunnies with realistic gummy organs were too out there, that her gingerbread men that screamed when eaten went too far. They even went so far as to say the chocolate puff of certain doom was unfit for human consumption. How will they even fathom Tam Tully's tasty drops? A Tasty Drop is a bonbon whose flavour is completely random. It could be a sour, so sour, it makes a lemon seem like a gumdrop. Or a bitter, so bitter, it curdles the soul. Will it taste putrid or heavenly? Nobody knows, and no two Tasty Drops are the same. Are you brave enough to try a Tasty Drop? It could be a taste so rancid that the memory of it will tint every meal thereafter. Or, even worse, it could be a taste so delightful that every moment from then on will be spent longing for a flavour you will never find again. How zany! Tam Tully's Tasty Drops. Have yourself a time. And now, as promised, your grim tale of the future. The Lazardian surprised Buster Cordite, cosmic corsair just outside his ship. It was whistling in the sun, with a thin hunting rifle tucked into its arm and a string of game birds over its shoulder. A drinking skin bounced on its hip, its eyes closed, its face serene. Cordite leapt into action. He knocked the gun from the Lazardian's hand with a crisp punch and followed with a kick to the abdomen. As the thing stumbled, Cordite pulled out his transmitter and recited protocol. Planet inhabited, life hostile, send backup. Cordite put the transmitter away and tapped his fingers against the handle of his pistol. He knew what he had to do. And he would do it right away. Rules of engagement, paragraph one, subsection one. Use of force authorized in self-defense only. Come on, Cordite said, pick it up. The Lazardian followed Cordite's eyes down to the gun in the dirt between them. It said something in a language Cordite did not know, and pointed over its shoulder. Cordite saw shapes in the distance, glass-like, in the heat of the hard-pan desert. He was surrounded. Pick it up, goddammit! Cordite yelled. He was running out of time. He watched the shapes make their way over the curve of the horizon towards them, and his heart beat against his ribs. He looked over his shoulder at his ship. A gleaming spike of silver reaching up into the cloudless sky. Maybe he could make it. He glanced at the Lazardian, measured its long, whip-like legs, and counted off the beats of the chase. No, he had no chance. It would catch him before he made it to the edge of the sloop's shadow. This was the only way. Cordite kicked the gun at the Lazardian, Draw, damn it! 
The Lazardian backed away and Kordak raised his pistol. Pick. It. Up. He was almost whispering now, but the Lazardian jumped at the sound of his voice and it looked up at Kordak. And he could see the thin membrane slide across its eyes, from right to left, leaving a thin film of moisture over the large square pupil. Only the figures on the horizon moved, and Kordak watched them. He felt the heat and concussive punch of the shot as the bolt grazed his ear, and he was already diving for cover as he heard the howling scream. It was set to kill. Kordak crouched behind a boulder and wiped his forehead. The Lazardian was on its knees with the gun against its shoulders, the air around the barrel shimmering. Kordak rested his pistol on the boulder and pulled the trigger. It jumped in his hand and hissed as the dirt in front of the Lazardian exploded. The creature jumped to its feet and ran for shelter as flecks of melted soil rained down around it. Kordak swore and stood, held his breath and fired again. A tree behind the Lazardian folded over in a gout of flame and came to rest in a pile of ashes. The Lazardian looked back and made a coughing sound. Kordak laughed and planted his feet to aim again. But the Lazardian stopped and turned with its rifle on its shoulder. The air howled. The boulder in front of Kordak shattered. Shrapnel tore into his back as he turned against it, dust flying into his eyes and his mouth. He tasted chalk and blood. As he spun and fired blindly into the Lazardian's direction, the dust cloud lit up with blue light, like a rolling thunderhead. Kordak's whole body shook. Sweat ran down his back, and pain sat heavy on his chest. He had wild visions of lying dead in the dirt. He fired until his pistol glowed and his skin began to burn, until he smelled circuits melting and metal breaking until all that broke the silence of the desert was the metronome click of his empty magazine. The Lazardian walked out of the dust with his rifle on his shoulder and stopped only a few feet from Cordite. It studied him from his feet to his head, pausing briefly to inspect the captain's bars over his heart. It said something in the language Cordite did not know and pointed again at the shapes walking towards them. Cordite shook his head, the Lazardian waited for a moment, then it shrugged and raised its rifle. Kordak ran forward, waving his hands. He felt himself crying. He saw himself in the dirt again and wondered if it would leave his body here. Wait, 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 he said. Please, don't! The Lazardian pulled the trigger. Kordak's ship split down the middle like a sausage. The thin silver skin rippled and then disappeared into an orange ball of fire and bloomed in the centre of a shockwave. Kordite fell to the ground, but the Lazardian stood with a hand over its eyes, as if it were watching the sunset. Debris landed around it like fat drops of rain, and when the storm was over, the Lazardian turned to Kordite and watched him crawl across the dirt. It made a coughing sound again, and Kordite looked up at it, the Lazardian watched his eyelids go up and down, leaving a thin film of moisture over the round people. It sighed, undid its drinking skin, threw it into the dirt in front of Cordite, and began to walk toward the advancing shapes. When it was almost to the group, it stopped, 
pointed at the skin and said something in a language Kordak did not know. But he understood it this time. Pick it up. One of the shapes ran to the Lazardian, who reached down and lifted it up. It held the shape against its chest and kissed its head. In a moment, there were points in the distance, and Kordite was alone. He sat in the desert and drank. It tasted sweet. Thanks for listening. The voice of the brain was Sarah Nightmare. I Am a Brain in a Jar It's co-written by Dr. Brandon Winter and produced by me, Klaus Brenner. You can reach us at killallclones at gmail.com. From here on out, we'll only be publishing monthly. So look for our next episode on November 3rd. Farewell.